0: Luke 2 and 12 says, "And this shall be a sign unto you: ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, good will toward men." Well, guys, welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. I have a very special guest sitting here with me for today's Christmas special. Why don't you tell him who you are?
1: Well, I am Rachel French. I am the wife of the podcast host, Noteworthy with Nathan French. Nathan French is my husband, my amazing husband, and I am very, very excited to be Uh, a guest on your podcast it's so so amazing such an incredible podcast i'm super proud of you thank you (laughs)
0: well hey i'm excited about today and for you listeners we're gonna have an incredible time because we have a christmas themed topic today we're gonna be talking about protecting your peace on earth during the holidays that's right. right this can be a peaceful or a stressful time of year it depends on what you make it And I was talking to Rachel about this, my wife, the guest on today's episode, (laughs) and she had so many good things to say about this. I told her, I said, we need to sit down and have a noteworthy conversation about it. So guys, thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk about protecting your peace during the holidays. It's going to be practical, spiritual, it's going to be noteworthy. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with the lovely Rachel and today we're talking about protecting your peace on earth. Rachel, how are you feeling today?
1: I feel really good. I'm really excited about this topic. I think it's really important.
0: Amen. I think it's important as well. And uh, for you that are listening, and you can't see us right now, we're sitting in our studio, which is our <laughs> living room, and uh, we <laughs> we're sitting by our Christmas tree, feeling very festive. And uh, let me just kind of tell you where this episode came from today. Um, Rachel and I were driving down the road, and Rachel looked at me and said, "You know, for." A season where we're talking about peace on earth a lot—it sure can be a stressful time of year for a lot of us, and um, that kind of sparked this this episode, this conversation. And uh, I don't know, Rachel, what do you think it is about this time of year that can stress people out when it comes to Christmas time, the holidays?
1: I definitely think it has a lot to do with expectations, uh, expectations that we put on ourselves expectations that we feel like others have put on us and just trying to meet those. Um, it, it can be really hard because you want to do all the things. And it's funny because we have several weeks of the Christmas season, the holiday season, because really it starts with, even with Thanksgiving too. Right. But, uh, but it can all pile up on us and it, doesn't feel like a very long time at all.
0: Exactly. Well, this time of year is obviously a very busy time. Uh, If you're a churchgoer, which most of the listeners of this podcast are churchgoers, you know that there's a lot of uh, Christmas programs, uh, a lot of special banquets and things like that. I know COVID has made things a little bit different this year. But what Rachel and I wanted to do today is we wanted to kind of talk through uh, some practical tips and we're gonna call them safeguards today. Are you okay with that word, Rachel, safeguards? Yeah, (laughs) of course. (laughs) All right, so we're gonna talk about some safeguards uh, to help us protect our peace, just some practical things uh, that we can take from biblical principles and also just uh, practical things that just make sense when you sit down with your family and you think about what is the culture of your house. And the first one I wanted to talk about, uh, we're going to have, I think, seven or eight different points. But point number one learn how to say no to certain events to avoid burnout. Uh, there's so many events, you can't go to every single one of them. There's just some things that you'll have to miss out on. Uh, and then, kind of a second part to that is, Uh, communicate to people when you can't go to their event. Be honest and say, no, I've got a lot going on or or, I'm booked that day. There's things like that. Rachel, have you ever had a time where you invited somebody to your Christmas event or outing and they didn't show and they never called? Like, How does that make you feel when people are starting to feel burned out around the Christmas time?
1: Well, if it's my event... You know, I, I've, I've been on both sides of it. I've planned the event, and I just want everybody to be a part of it. I want everybody to come. I want us to just all be together and laugh and have a good time and have a lot of fun. Um, and and I can understand that the host of that event might feel a little bit of disappointment, but, you know, it, it is one of those things where I, I feel like we all understand the busyness of the year right so we have to be understanding of that situation and and know that it's really important to um think about how you respond when people say that they can't come and and to respect that in one another and that's on the host side of things to to respect when somebody says that they're not able to attend and on the flip side of that I've also been the one that feels so overwhelmed by the season and just trying to figure out what I'm going to say yes to, what I'm going to have to decline. And that's really hard for me because I want to be a part of everything. But I also right. need to <laughs> to embrace the season. If I'm at a party every <laughs> single night for the right. entire month of December, my personality doesn't enjoy that. It becomes a... a an obligation and a chore more than it does uh cheer and <laughs> and mm-hmm. a great time for the holidays um uh, it it does burn me out so like i said i've been on both sides of that and i think it's really important that we figure out the balance there
0: yeah absolutely you got to you got to learn how to say no to some things we can't we can't do it all and and people will be understanding if you communicate with them yeah be true. a communicator Um, don't just not show up to things and ghost people, especially around the holidays. That's not what you want to do. So anyways, that's an important point that I think is very important moving forward. So why don't you take us into point number two on how to protect your peace during the holidays?
1: So the second point that we really wanted to talk about is setting healthy boundaries for your family. And okay. I think this kind of ties in with what we were just talking about too because for us in our situation we have two small kids and the holidays alone, the holiday season, stores, um just the lights, even just driving down the road, it can really cause kids to become overstimulated. Right. And if we are overwhelmed during the holidays, then just imagine our, our our little babies, our two three year olds that um, that it's a lot. It's different yeah, than the rest of the year, and so they can become very overstimulated. And even you know what comes with the holidays is sometimes um, you've got the busyness, but you also have seeing um, seeing people that your kids might not know. Mm-hmm. They might not know very well because. The holidays are, it's the time of year where we see family or friends that we may not see a whole lot the rest of the year. And so, you know, you and I, we were very blessed with great families yeah, that yeah. held Amen. really strong values and, and taught us well. And we're very blessed in that area. Uh, but I will say for our listeners That and I and I understand this. When you get married and have your own family, uh, you have your own home, and uh, maybe somebody in that marriage has a family history that isn't exactly the best. It's not. um, There's some relationships that are just not healed. There may be some things that have happened in the past that you're wanting to protect yourself. You're wanting to protect your kids. And part of protecting your peace in the holidays is um, understanding that you're going into the holidays that family is important, that it, uh, you want to you want to get together and you want to have a great time together. But if there's some hurt there, what boundaries are you setting in place so that it doesn't uh, fuel a fire or surface things that you've you thought you had buried? Um, Or, you know, you're trying to protect your kids because of influences that might not be what you want for your children. And I think it's really important to have conversations in your marriage um, and just very practical things of setting a time frame where you know that um, you want to get together um, and you want, you, you know, you've got somebody in your family that... Wants to love on your kids, that wants to give them presents. And that's really sweet. That's really kind. Yeah. Uh, But to set those boundaries of protection for your peace because of a past history.
0: And that's a good point, too. You know, uh, don't be so busy communicating with everybody else that you forget to communicate with your spouse about, hey, you know, what are we. Um, what are we doing this week? You know, what's the plan? I can't tell you how many times I look at you throughout the week and say, hey, you know, what What does our week look like this week? What yeah, do we have planned? Same. Communicate with each other. Don't, don't just communicate with everybody else. Make sure that your home is the very first place that you have communication with yeah. and are connected with. We definitely
1: that have that conversation. Both of us are really good about just checking in with the other person, on how what our week looks like what our plans look like because uh both of us have we're, we're um we're introverted extroverts mm-hmm. I think we can I can safely say that we're both kind of at that stage in our life and
0: I'm more of the introvert yeah but definitely that,
1: yeah. but I do have to have some time at home especially in the holidays with my kids and i know that everybody listening might not be in the same stage that i am right now and so i've been through the um the young adult young single adult stage i've been through the just the two of us stage married and uh but now with my kids it's really important that not every single night is busy because i want a night that i can uh, and I have to figure this out. We'll get to this later. But uh, I want to make sure I have a night to decorate Christmas cookies, a night that we can just drive around and look at lights, a night that we can just be home because I want my kids to right. decompress.
0: Don't cram everything into one night and yeah. <laughs> overwhelm yourself. Just oh, uh, it, was, yes. it was just last night, right? We were on our way to a Dear friend's house, right? Have a Christmas get together, and they wanted to sing some Christmas karaoke. And yeah. you looked at me on the way there and said, "Man, I wish we could go look at lights tonight too." Yeah. And I'm, and those are moments, right, where we try we try to make everything happen in in one night or do everything, but um, it's okay to just say, "Hey, this night." We're going to do this. We're decorating Christmas cookies tonight. We're spending time with friends tonight. Okay, this other night, we'll go do that. You don't have to do it all at one time. Because remember, that's the whole theme of this episode today, is that this time of year, we are supposed to be experiencing peace on earth. Amen. So that's, that's what it's all about. And if you're not experiencing that, then I think we can all testify that we've missed out on some Christmases because we didn't stop... And smell the roses mm. and realize how special it was that the time that we share together. Now, uh, when it comes to uh, point number three, and this one is really important. So if you're listening, <laughs> if you're driving to see your family right now, or even better, if you're on your way to TJ Maxx right now, yeah. or Marshalls, <laughs> or Ross, or Target. God forbid, Target. Help us, <laughs> Jesus. Y'all, I have we have spent some money, and I'm using quotations in the dollar bin at Target because nothing is a dollar. Everything is three to five dollars. Don't even get me started. But, (laughs) but you know, if you're on your way to shop right now, this is an important one. You you might need to pull out your notes app and write this one down because this is important. Point number three, when it comes to protecting your peace during the holidays. Don't give in to the pressure of going into debt for gift giving. Guys, I really can't emphasize this enough. You do not have to swipe credit cards to let people know that you love them. Are you hearing me right now? Yeah. You don't have to do that. And Rachel and I have swiped many a credit card to do it, so I'm preaching (laughs) to the choir. But I can tell you that, credit cards aren't going to be what make people feel special around Mm -hmm. the holidays. It's going to be the time that you spend. Have you ever felt that pressure of, okay, I need to spend this much or it needs to be this kind of gift. What's that like for you, Rachel?
1: I definitely agree. I feel like I know, I know that. Not just I feel like, but we have been in a season of our lives where, the credit card was how we were going to make it through Christmas. And Dave Ramsey would be very, very ashamed. Whew. That's for sure.
0: Dave Ramsey uh, would be so upset at us.
1: Last year, I definitely felt the pressure. We had just had our second baby. And the, over the last couple of years, my outlook at Christmas has changed because we're buying gifts for our kids, too. And I've had to, um, I've had to figure that out for myself because our kids are so blessed with so many family members that get them gifts, and our, our kids are so loved, and they they don't even realize how blessed they are, and they're so young as it is. Um, they also have birthdays not long before Christmas, and I have had, I personally had to accept and not feel guilty about. Not a, I don't want to spend an excessive amount of money on my children, especially when they're going to grandma and grandpa's house. They're going to um, aunts and uncles' houses that are showering them with gifts. They get to open presents. They're getting all these fun new things. I do not need to get them 50,000 things under our tree. And right. so last year we, we started making those decisions. But... Just outside of our family, we had a friend last year that really helped me on my outlook. We were talking about Christmas, talking about the stress of gift giving, and she looked at me and said, I just feel so guilty because uh, when we go to she was going to some extended family member's house and they buy gifts for them. And she said, I just, I can't afford to buy all of them gifts. And it makes me feel guilty. I just wish that we didn't do that. And it really gave me a paradigm shift. And I thought, why, why do I do that? Cause I was that person. I thought, Oh my goodness, if every single friend in the world, I need to buy gifts for, and then I'd feel guilty because I'm not buying gifts for this person. I'm buying gifts for that person. Right. And, So I felt like I had a paradigm shift where I wanted to make a decision that not everybody needs gifts. Let's spend time together. So it is, um, you know, just a simple dinner uh, where you you pull up your computer and you sing Christmas karaoke, or you go see lights together, or you say, Hey, come over and let's make some Christmas cookies together. Or, you know, just experiences, you don't have to have gifts that go with those experiences, especially when you're trying to be cost effective. You know, we have immediate families that we're, um, you know, we're doing something special for it. I don't know. I know people probably have mixed feelings on that because I know a love language is um, giving gifts. And that's wonderful. If you're speaking that love language, then go for it. Right. But it does not have to right. be a $2,000 If, if $2, your love language <laughs> means
0: you want to go buy me a gift right now, <laughs> then <laughs> you let the Lord use you right now. If you're listening <laughs> and you want to send us a gift, uh, send us an email. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no, that, that is people's love language, though, and that's a good point. There are certain people that their love language is gift-giving. Um, you know your mom goodness is certainly that's that's my mom, that's yeah. my mother-in-law's uh love language for sure and i've been blessed by that many 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 times so yeah. <laughs> it it definitely is a love language but uh that's kind of a good segue of just being aware of people and and uh, being aware of different people's love languages uh, why don't you go ahead and move into point number four uh, when it comes to protecting your peace during the holidays?
1: One of the things that I have a personal experience with, I feel like I may have even mentioned it last year. We did a Christmas episode, and I may have mentioned this before. I feel like I have at some point. So some, for some people, it may be a, you may be hearing this for another time. But one of the things that I think about when... Uh, during the holiday season is how difficult it is for people who have lost loved ones. Wow. Yeah. Not just necessarily recently, uh, but especially the holidays, you feel it. Um, In my instance, my personal experience, I did lose a loved one. I lost a grandparent at Christmas time. And so I, I very much remember that Christmas, it was 2009. Um, and we lost my grandpa around that season. It's really, and you know, um, we always remember that because just, just such vivid memories, um, at Christmas time at, at their house. And, um, and that was, you know, several years ago now, but I do think it's important that we don't avoid hurt. The loss of a, a loved one. And I know there's people that have lost. Um, people that, are, especially this year, uh, there's been a lot of loss. A lot of hard, um, unexpected loss. And it's probably uh, would be very easy to try to just avoid the hurt or even dwell in the hurt. But one thing I think is important is that we don't avoid it. We don't dwell on it. But that we honor Honor those people wow, that we've so lost. Yeah. Um, if you've lost a loved one, you know it's it's okay if you get an ornament and put on your tree that honors them, or you have a special seat at the table, and uh, it, it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty for that. Um, another thing that is a challenge during the holidays when it comes to loss of a loved one is not people that have passed away, but people that have rejected you, Mm. that may have walked out of your life or has disconnected from you, and they used to be very close to you. Maybe it was a family member. Maybe it was a very, very close friend, and that relationship has been hurt. Uh, It's easy to dwell on that and easy to feel rejected. I would say that one thing to... Do to protect your peace in this instance is that you are making sure that the rejection that you felt from one person is not translated into another relationship. So you have healthy relationships in your life, and so good. Don't let something trigger that rejection to resurface. Because just because one person may have hurt you or rejected you doesn't mean that this person is rejecting you or in any way meaning to hurt you. You know, let those people just love you. And and make sure that you're not so set on the hurt that you can't be loved by other people that you can't love other people and enjoy the time with loved ones that are present. That are here that have not walked away, but to embrace that. Go to church, let God heal your heart during the holidays, and you know just just let your church family love on you. Let your the family that you do have in your life love you. That's really important.
0: Yeah, and you you made a powerful statement that really caught my attention. That said, uh, don't avoid hurt, honor it. Well. What does that look like? You know, Nathan, Rachel, what are you talking about? How can I apply that to my life? Well, this is a very practical episode, so I want to kind of give us an example. Uh, one example I can give you is is my mother. If you're listening, hi, Mom. I love you. <laughs> hi. And it's Christmas time, so she probably will be listening, but <laughs> as moms do. Uh, but I know, like, you know, we lost my grandma and Grandpa Smith, which was uh, my mother's parents' Um, A few years ago, we we lost them, and what incredible heroes they were. Just, I mean, incredible Christians, Mm -hmm. and we spent every Christmas with them. You know, we saw them all the time. So, you know, for me, my family, you know, you mentioned your grandparents and, and things like that. My family really misses my grandparents at this time of year. We think about them because we spent Christmases with them. And, you know, you can pull out the old home videos and you can see pictures of me when I'm three, you know, and grandpa's showing me his shotgun and just so many special memories that we had. And, but I know that at Christmas time that my mother is really missing, uh, her mom and dad. Yeah. So for me, what does that mean? Don't avoid the hurt honor it, that means that I can look at my mom and I can say, you know, grandpa would love this Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Oh man, uh, grandpa would love this gift. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a practical application. And do you know how much that means? You will never know how much that means to an individual when you don't avoid what they're feeling, but you honor it. Instead of letting it be an awkward thing where you don't know how to handle it, just honor them. Honor that person. The the Bible says to give honor where it's due. And what an incredible time to honor people around the holidays. Now number 5, moving right along. Surround yourself with people that you love and people that love you. Now the second part of that statement is important because It's not just people that you love, but surround yourself with people that really care about you. That means surrounding yourself with people that affirm you and help you grow, people that pray with you and have history with you. Make sure that you're making time. In my notes here, I said, make time to invest in those people. Because sometimes, especially in ministry, and I know there's a lot of ministers Uh, That listen to this podcast. We can spend so much time investing in others that we forget about the people that are investing in us. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means that if you're a pastor, don't spend all of December just visiting saints while your family's at home and you're not spending any time with them. You know, I can't, I really can't tell you how important this point is. You know, you have to prioritize people. And you can't prioritize every single person in your life. There has to be people that take priority. Your family should be your priority. And when your family is taken care of and invested in, then you can move on to investing and caring. Because it's biblical. We're supposed to care and love for everybody. Yeah. But it can't be with our family on the altar being sacrificed for that. And so make time to invest in those people and surround yourselves with people that love you. All right, Rachel, number six.
1: Another thing that we really need to do to protect our peace, um, and every personality is different on this one, but we need to use really good time management. And just being super practical, one of the greatest things we ever did was finally decide <laughs> to download Google Calendar. Oh,
0: my goodness. And the Google Calendar saved our lives in 2020. You have no idea.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we downloaded Google Calendar and linked linked it up on our phones. We both could see the exact same calendar, the dates that we put in. Um, so keep a digital calendar Put things in your calendar. Every day does not need to be filled up. Have an evening where you focus say that on one more time
0: daily. because that's that's important. <laughs>
1: every day does not have to be filled up. Yes. As a matter of fact, if for me, okay, this is this is me we're talking about at the moment. If I look at the calendar and I have something every single day that week, I'm instantly overwhelmed and it makes me super dramatic. <laughs> mm. I I mean, it's like the end of the world, because I'm not seeing my downtime. And downtime is very important to me downtime at home to be able to just focus on my home, make sure that everything is in order or just to level my kids or, you know, or I could say, hey, this would be the perfect night for a date night, let's get a babysitter. And it's, It doesn't have to be planned. As a matter of fact, I prefer it if it's not. But uh, I want empty spots on my calendar, and I want to be able to see it. I need to be able to visually see that I have a free day. Um, But, you know, in planning events or, you know, things that you do need to write down, It's important that you go ahead and write it down. One of my favorite resources, absolute favorite resources. So you should put this in your notes um, for people to be able to click on. Okay. Show notes. (laughs) Show notes. I'm coming for you. Show notes. I'm still learning the podcast lingo. (laughs) Right.
0: You're not cool unless you're putting something in your show notes. Okay. Well, I've got
1: (laughs) one of my favorite resources. Um, and I recommend following her Instagram account, but she does have a blog. Uh Shelly Kuhn, she's a pastor's wife here in Georgia. She um she has an Instagram account, a blog called The Goodness Margin. And it's been phenomenal to follow her journey and how she's been growing her um, her account, her business. Uh, but the holiday season is where I've really needed a lot of what she has shared and as a matter of fact I have a lot of conversations with um some friends of mine where we we literally are sitting down at one of our friends miss type (laughs) evenings and talking about the goodness margin and how she's challenged us recently uh but right now in the holidays I recommend highly recommend going and following the goodness margin and and just checking out her blog about um not feeling overwhelmed At Christmas, she talks about minimalism at Christmas and not in an extreme sense, but in a manageable way, because the entire purpose of uh, of what she does is staying organized to make room for good, Mm. for peace for joy, for love, for happiness, for all the things that you want this time of year. I like and that. And she wrote down a list of the Christmas parties, the dinners, the banquets, all um, all the things at her church, all the things with her kids' school, all that stuff. Every person she w- wanted to buy a present for, she was putting it down, the, the due date that <laughs> you needed to have this present by all the things she was making lists for. I highly recommend going and following her. Once again, it's called The Goodness Margin. And she's really, really good about time management and uh, keeping lists and checking those lists off. <laughs> We're like Santa, making lists and checking it twice. <laughs> and feeling good right. about checking everything <laughs> off of our list. But anyway, yes, use good time management during the holidays.
0: Love it. Love it. Now, after we kind of got our bullet points together. I added a couple in, and I just want to slip them into the end here, and that is uh, points number seven and eight. These are our last points, but point number seven uh, is going to be called identify division. Now, Rachel and I have been very intentional with this lately about identifying things mm-hmm. as they are, yeah. and when you can identify something, you can then battle against it. Yeah. This is a very powerful biblical and spiritual principle that I've I've really seen uh, the Lord help us to grow in this this year, and, and yes. all glory to God for that. And this is that's just a personal thing in our home where we've been able to say, "Okay, was there an offense? Well, let's identify it." Okay, anxiety. Let's identify that as anxiety, yeah. and then we can go to the next step of how to combat that. Well, when we say identify division, that's exactly what we mean. So many times, especially around Christmas time, the devil is at work. Let me tell you, he does not want us to be yeah. celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You better believe that Satan hates this time of year. You've even got secular artists um, all singing about the birth of a baby boy named Jesus. What a beautiful time of year. And we have to be intentional to identify when the devil tries to cause division within our church, within our home, within our marriage, within our families, in-laws, you name it. The devil wants... Up to be a part of it. And he wants to divide us. You know, I was reading the scripture out of Luke that talked about peace on earth, goodwill towards men. There's another scripture in Luke 12. It's Luke 12 and 51. And it says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you, nay, but rather division. Get this in verse 52. I'm going to read it just because I think you might can relate to this at Christmas time, and this may be too real for some people, so I'm just going to use the Bible so you can't get mad at me because it's straight out of the Bible. This is Luke 12 and 52. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother. It even says the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Guys, you better believe that this is what the devil is trying to do this time of year. And it says, suppose that I've come to give peace on earth. Well, guess what? Not everybody is striving for that same thing. And you better believe that the enemy of your soul is not wanting to see unity. So identify division. Conquer it and strive for unity in your house. That means that you don't have to uh, pick every battle. You don't have to fight every battle. Say, this is not worth fighting. Um, If you've been having a fight with uh, your brother or your sister or your mom and your dad, Christmas time, Christmas day is not the time to resolve it. Identify (laughs) division and... Conquer it. And then Rachel, I'm gonna let you read number eight. This is our final point. If you're driving to go see your in-laws right now or you're you're on social media right now. I want you to hear this because Rachel is about to bring you to this altar right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I am because I have a story to go with it that <laughs> okay. you're gonna you're yeah. gonna laugh about. So number eight, our final point is to take breaks from social media. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Let me say that again. Preach on that. Take a break from social media. Somebody
0: start singing I Give Myself Away because it's altar time right now. (laughs) No,
1: I love posting Insta stories of my kids doing fun things. I, I love the pictures. I love following people doing all the Christmas things. But I also... Know that I can become guilty, especially if I'm overwhelmed in the holidays or I'm very tired. Uh, My emotions can get high and my judgment gets low. Mm, And I have to be careful not to compare my behind the scenes to somebody else's highlight reel. And that's, I know that's like the thing on Instagram right now is reels and you see all these beautiful things it is so easy to look on instagram and say man my house does not look like that i do not have the uh, the decorating style right why
0: is everybody's that- house always clean on instagram <laughs> we know your house isn't always clean right <laughs> Especially when you have kids, we we see you. We That's see
1: you. so funny. So it is true. Um, you know, it, it that is one thing. It looks like people just have their life together, but you know, you're comparing your finances. Yeah. You don't even know what their bank account looks like, but what you see in their post makes it makes that person look pretty fancy and you know, um, which ties
0: into the pressure of going into debt for gift giving. Yeah.
1: Yesterday. It's a big part of it. And this was not me uh, degrading myself or I was truly just making a statement, but it hit me um, in a unique way. But we were driving um, in a neighborhood yesterday and there were some lights on a house and Judah is so obsessed with Christmas lights right now. And uh, we passed by this house. It was a really big house. And they had all kinds of lights on the outside in this huge window with a huge Christmas tree all lit up. And Judah thought it was so cool. And I was not in even a comparison mode. But I said, if I had a house like that, that's exactly where I would put my Christmas tree, too. And Judah said but you do you do have a house like that and i thought in that moment i don't i don't think he thought anything yeah. about it but i thought if he was a little older he might have thought that i was comparing my house to this person's ginormous house yeah. and i it, wasn't leave
0: it to the kids to keep us humble <laughs>
1: keep us humble but i it it did trigger something in my mind in that moment that comparison it's such it's such a mind game, and comparison can very much lead to competition, and ain't, ain't nobody got time for that in the holidays. I do want to, on a more spiritual note, for real, to bring us to an altar. I just want to share a little bit of the story of the gingerbread man. Go ahead, <laughs> because I do think that social media, if if it's stealing, I'm going to go piece, get a
0: gingerbread cookie wow. while you tell this. I'll be right back.
1: I have some stuff to make gingerbread cookies. (laughs) So we're going to probably have to do that later today because I'm sharing the story. But um, I'm a preschool teacher, and Judah actually attends the preschool where I teach. And one of the things we've been talking about over the last week is uh, the gingerbread man. And how the story goes is, I don't know that it's supposed to be spiritual, but... (laughs) The story goes that there was an old woman and her husband who lived alone in a little old house, and they decided to make a gingerbread boy, (laughs) a gingerbread man, and (laughs) I. You can stop your commentary. Let me finish. (laughs) Go ahead. That's good. This is good. Okay. (laughs) Oh, he's got all the comments right here. I'm sure. So, uh, anyway, so she was very careful to create him. I'm telling you, there's spiritual, spiritual note on this. altar is open right now. She carefully created this gingerbread man. And, I mean, she designed him. She added the icing, added the candy, all that stuff. and um, And she put him in the oven to bake. And when the gingerbread cookie was done, she went to pull him out of the oven. The gingerbread boy jumps up. And runs out the door saying, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. You know, we we know that catchphrase at least. Um, and so the story goes, long story short, he comes in contact with all these different animals and he's talking to them and he says the same thing over and over. He comes in contact with a cow and he says, run, for run as fast as you can, but you can't catch me because I'm the gingerbread man. And I think there's like a horse and a chicken and, you know, all the... Um, old McDonald had a farm kind of animals and then he comes in contact with a fox and he told the fox nobody could catch him um and he was he was saying um he just had to tell the fox how he ran faster than all the others And he said, I can't let you catch me and eat me. I ran away from the old woman. I ran away from the old man. I ran away from all these animals. I run away from you too. I can. I can. And the fox did not care. And he pretended that he was hard of hearing. And he tricked the gingerbread man into coming closer to him. And, you know, the gingerbread man's doing all these things like, you know, I'm telling you, I ran away from all them. I run away from you too and the fox ate him. <laughs> and the story is so depressing. That's so
0: depressing. But I
1: think about what the Bible says
0: right. about
1: being aware of the little foxes that spoil the vine and I I know I've been talking for a few minutes about this, but I do feel like social media can be a little fox mm. that can spoil the vine. Oh, that's good. And still our peace And I do not, you know, I'll run away from all these things. Like I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. Um, I can come in contact with this and run away just fine. I'm fast enough to get away from this. But if you have pinpointed that one thing, I feel like, I really feel like social media can be a huge part of what steals joy or peace and causes yeah, um, just causes some issues, but it you're can so be a right. little fox and you might not be able to run away from it in that moment where you're overwhelmed because you don't uh, you're, you're trying to be cost effective or you don't have the um, the the best family in the world with all the traditions, all the Hallmark kind of traditions, the Hallmark kind of family And you're feeling really bad about yourself. And all it could take is one video or one picture to put you over the edge that your life is worth nothing. And it could be a little fox that spoils the vine. And don't be like the gingerbread man. (laughs)
0: That's right. Don't be like the gingerbread man. That'll preach. Well, hey, you know, I think that this has been a really important conversation. I think it's vital that um, we don't miss out on what it means to feel peace on earth this time of year. And for those of you that are listening, we hope that maybe this is some practical things that you can apply to your life um, and to better your December, to be everything that God has called you to be. I have also very much enjoyed spending time with my co-host, uh, which is my wife, and I love you. I like talking with you, and uh, she she's the best. So everything that I do, anything that good, good that happens is because of her, and I am going to give a shameless plug here. Rachel has a blog. You can go to nathanandrachel.org, which is our music website, and she has a blog called For the Perfecting for the perfecting. She has, I think, five or six articles on there right now that are going to bless your life and they're going to help you to protect your peace. That's an incredible resource that you don't want to miss out on. All right, guys, if you're driving, we want to go ahead and pray over you right now. And uh, if you got your hands on the wheel, just keep driving and pray out loud. Lord Jesus, we come before you right now, just trusting and believing you for an incredible Christmas season this year. God, I pray for each listener. God, that you would surround them. I pray that there would be, Lord, angels of protection that operate and move on their behalf today. Lord, keep families safe as they travel long distances to be with the people that mean the most to them. God, I pray, Lord, that we would identify division and that we would conquer it. God, I pray, Lord, that we would choose peace. Lord, Paul said that if peace is possible, choose peace. And so, God, that's what we're here trying to do today, to apply your word to our hearts, to our minds, and to our actions so that we can be a part of the peace that you brought to this earth when you came to that manger and you were wrapped in swaddling clothes. God, all of this is for you. This is for your glory. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, are you ready for Christmas?
1: I am so ready for Christmas.
0: I'm ready. Let's get some eggnog and some coffee. Yes. And I don't know why people eat fruitcake, but it's a thing. And uh, whatever you like at Christmas time, I hope that you enjoy it. And make sure that you spend time with your loved ones. Everybody have a Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. We love you guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Noteworthy Podcast. Have a great Christmas. We'll see you next week. God bless.